And you have made it to the best day of the week. It is Friday. And we're rocking and rolling with you right now on what is the number one form, hottest show in the streets for all things Alabama football news. You're with your man, the hype man, for all things Bama conversation. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Excited to have everybody tune into tonight's show. Got a lot to dive into and discuss as we're live here from uh, the city of Birmingham, the Magic City, for uh, that matter. Uh, also, we're streaming the show to you through YouTube. Go ahead right now. Give a thumbs up. Give a like on the show. Hit that subscribe button. Turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best news notes information and coverage on your crimson tie also not only are we streaming this to you through youtube we also got you on facebook and twitter as well so no excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked and loaded onto the number one ticket here in discussing alabama football crimson tie gotta shout out my man john every one time in that production studio doing his thing and we want to hear from you this evening the Alabama football fans the Crimson Tide faithful got to hear from you 205-448-1358 that is the number to call in to let your voice be heard here on the show 205-448-1358 and one more time 205-448-1358 the daily super chat go $75 there daily super chat go appreciating everybody for the passion, the love, the support of a joy that you give us in doing this show and talking Crimson Tide football with you. But we're getting now topic number one of the conversation here on a Friday, and it goes to Bryce Young and Bill O'Brien. But you know, even more so than that, you know, Bryce Young's father, Mr. Craig Young, he tweeted out on social media just showing his appreciation for Bill O'Brien as somebody that is that dude in terms of an offensive coordinator, an exceptional offensive mind. He's worked with a lot of great ones, a lot of legends in this game. But now he's but now, you know, O'Brien inherits arguably or not arguably, definitely the most talented quarterback he's ever had. He's inheriting his the most talented pupil, the most gifted signal caller he's ever had in his coaching career and coming back to the collegiate game, working with one Nick Saban here at the University of Alabama, and that's being around one Bryce Young. And uh, we know the history of Bill O'Brien, right? He has been around Tom Brady, someone of whom has played 21 seasons in the NFL. And of those 21 seasons, uh, those 21 seasons, excuse me, he will be a future first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, Brady only had one 5,000-yard passing season, and that goes to the 2011 campaign for the New England Patriots with one Bill O'Brien. Evan O'Brien went from New England to the, of course, Houston Texans, where he had Deshaun Watson, who did some incredible things creativity-wise in passing the ball, running the football, just showing that dynamic skill set. And then, of course, during his two years with the Penn State Nittany Lions in college ball as a head coach, 2012, 
And 2013, O'Brien took two guys of lesser talent and discussed Matthew McGloin, Matt McGloin, and Christian Hackenberg and placing those two individuals into the NFL draft. So we have seen O'Brien work with big talent. We've seen O'Brien work with marquee guys, whether whether it's been a quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, running back, you name it. But he is big on being a developer of quarterbacks and one of the more intelligent, high IQ strategists when it comes down to putting an offensive game plan together. And just going back and discussing the thought process of, you know, Craig Young, who put the tweet out there and being very much so high on one Bill O'Brien, the idea is is can the Bryce Young uh, O'Brien marriage work to where Bryce can get a Heisman trophy out of his deal? Because uh, in losing Steve Sarkeesian to the University of Texas, and I understand O'Brien is, is going to be able to try to build off of what Sarkeesian did, you're always going to be compared to the predecessor. You're always going to be compared to the guy that was before you. And Sarkeesian did a lot of incredible things for the Crimson Tide in the 2020 campaign. You discuss in 13 matchups, you know, 11 of those games, Alabama, he had Alabama averaging or scoring, you know, 40 points in those matchups, or at least 40 points. But the entire season, the Tide averaged 48 and a half points per game, the most of the Nick Saban era. And I believe it set an SEC record as well offensively. So when you talk to a lot of Thai fans, they will tell you Sarkeesian was special. Sarkeesian was the real deal. Sarkeesian made you happy. He made you proud. He made you boast about this Alabama offense. He did things that, you know, took Alabama to the next hemisphere, if you will. Lane Kiffin was good. Other guys prior to Lane Kiffin were good. But Sarkeesian just went next level with everything offensively. So, here is Bill O'Brien, and he has the daunting tax to not just equal what Sarkeesian did, but take it to the next level. And he's got a Bryce Young to mold, to craft, to develop, to sort of help him do this. Now, Young in the 8 day game, tremendous uh, spring match, spring game right there. 25 of 44 passes completed. For 333 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. We know the numbers right there. Was the Dixie Howell most valuable player of the, the exhibition. Uh, Ned Team White with the 13-10 victory over Team Crimson getting that steak dinner right there. Now, according to a lot of these sports betting websites right now, Young is already a preseason candidate for the Heisman Trophy. When you look at FanDuel.com, it's got Bryce Young with the odds of plus 1,000. He's fourth you know, on that list with the fourth highest odds there. Oddshark.com has Bryce with plus 500 odds. That's number two on their ranking there. And Covers.com, they have the sophomore, former five-star from California with odds of plus 800. He's in third place right there. You even look at some national media pundits, one in particular, R.J. Young of Fox Sports, had Bryce as his sleeper or one of his sleepers to win the Heisman Trophy. So for you as, as Alabama fans out there, this, this is something that you crave, right? You crave, uh, can we get 
a quarterback? Can Alabama pop a quarterback that can win the Heisman Trophy? So this coveted bronze award, for the most part, has been a quarterback award. Now, running backs have won it. And that's nice. Wide receivers have gotten it for the first time since 1991. Desmond Howard for the Michigan Wolverines. Devontae Smith got the Heisman Trophy this past season. Became the first wide receiver for the Crimson Tide to earn that award. And that was special. That was special because you know, he showed everybody just because I'm small doesn't mean I can't ball. Doesn't mean I can't dominate. Doesn't mean that I can't just shred every defensive back and every defensive coordinator that I go up against, and he did just that. But while it was nice seeing the Mark Ingrams win the Heisman in 2008, while it was nice seeing the Derrick Henrys win the Heisman in 2015, while it was fantastic seeing Devontae Smith get it done this past season, what's the one knock? On Alabama, you know, Saban can't pop the quarterback. You know, Alabama doesn't produce a quarterback. You know, quarterbacks in Alabama are not winning these kinds of awards. And by that, I'm referring to the Heisman Trophy. People were people refer to Alabama as running back you and wide receiver you and offensive line you and and defensive line you and linebacker you and DBU. But it, 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 no one has come out with you know Alabama is quarterback you just yet. And despite how dynamic Jalen Hurts was, he was freshman legend, uh, ambassador of the program, big star, fan favorite, got his degree from the university despite spending his final season and collegiately playing in Oklahoma. You know, Tua Tagovailoa was a big star here. Heisman finalist, you know, rescued for tied to a national championship as a freshman. Did a lot of great things here. Mac Jones, you know, Heisman finalist this past season. Uh, Davey O'Brien, National Quarterback of the Year. Uh, uh, consensus All-American. Did a lot of great, great things for the Crimson Tide, but none of those three won the Heisman Trophy. And there are so many quarterbacks that have come through here that did not win the Heisman. So here's a moment that, that you, as Tide fans, you are hungry for, you are craving. Can we get the quarterback to win the Heisman? Can I have a quarterback that I can brag about? that I can boast about, that I can run my mouth about, that I can talk junk about to all the opposing fan bases out there. Can Bryce Young be that quarterback that can pop me in a Heisman Memorial Trophy so that we can finally say, and by we I'm referring to you guys, the Bama fan base, that Bama is quarterback you now. And that's the goal for one, Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator is he's he's going to it's going to be on him as he is inheriting this big talent the most uh, dynamic the most uh, biggest potential of a quarterback he's been able to work with it's going to be on O'Brien to mold mentor guide you know push navigate Bryce Young to becoming the Heisman trophy winner here for the Crimson Top. It's going to be interesting to see how he continues to grow here as we get to the offseason, summer workout, 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11, seven, 11 11, and fall camp things. But folks get excited. I mean, uh, we've already got a parent 
very happy about what Bill O'Brien is going to be able to do here with this offense. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that down. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we get into your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your super chats, your conversations. We talk to you, the Tide Nation, after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. And we are back in from the break on a Friday, TGIF edition of the show. Number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we go to the phone lines right now to take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is the number to let your voice be heard right now, 205-448-1358. And we take our first call coming from our own. Senator Hines, my man, what's going on? How you feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good, Stephen. How about yourself, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. We're about to we're hitting this offseason, man. So we got this break, this layoff from Todd football, but the season will be in soon. It, it, it'll be back in here soon. Exactly, man. And I'm just I'm 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 really just I've watched the the A Day scrimmage probably like 15, 20 times already, man. And I, I'm, I'm by nature, I'm a coach. So just breaking the film down, man. And I, I think we take for granted, um, what we get to get exposed to on a day. Um, one thing, the main thing that I saw with every quarterback that stepped on that field, no matter what offensive alignment, uh, offensive front they had in front of them, protecting them, I felt like each quarterback had an understanding of what they were looking for in the offense. Um, as far as skill set, you know, Bryce, Bryce Young takes the head. But honestly, man, um, we, we're we blessed at Alabama. We have a system and a stable full of athletes that play into our systems, uh, our, the, uh, that play into our systems advantages and um, vice versa with the system playing into our athletes' um, skill set. Um, and I just see just so much talent ready to be unleashed. And then to see um, um, the grown man, Mr. Kennedy, coming on campus, putting on an extra five, ten pounds of muscle is ridiculous. Um, and hearing that just looking at his film, man, you, you can't keep that guy off the field. I, I feel another Will Anderson coming in, you know, this, this fall. So, um but back to Bryce Young, man, we just got to take take advantage of what we have right now. The kid is in control of the offense. He he understands the playbook. Um, and the fact that Bill O'Brien is not 
so stubborn and so I'm coming from the NFL type guy, um, coming in and just adapting the saving system, I think this is going to be an even better year offensively um, than last year. And people may not believe it, but they didn't believe it could get better from the year two it was there and led us. So um, I just, you know, want to tell the Tide fans, stay stay motivated, man. Stay stay in expectancy because we got big things in store this year. This this offense, this defense is ready. Y'all saw that. I like the A-Day game, the low-scoring A-Day game. But that's all I wanted to say, Steve, and I appreciate you taking my call today, man. Absolutely. Appreciate that call coming in from Senator Hines starting us off here on a Friday. We take our next call of the evening. You're live on the show. What's going on? How's it going, Steve? This is Tobias from Fresno. How is it going, man? Going good, Tobias. Going good, man. Going good. Uh, we're going to get into the summer seven-on-seven seven thing soon. The seas will be back in soon. And uh, just looking forward to getting these these pads popping here for fall camp coming up in August. Yeah, I feel you on that. And when I get off with you, I'm, I'm going to drop, drop some ducats in there, man, for the show. Hope everyone else does as well. Meet our goal. But, look, two things. Before the season started, I told people around me, all my Bama guys, I said, listen, we're going to take this championship this year. And it wasn't because of the athletes we had. When I saw Nick Saban walk with his guys for social justice, and he let out in that video, I know some people, some of the good old boys didn't like that video that came out when he was saying all lives matter. Black Lives Matter, they didn't like, some people didn't like that. And I understand why, whatever. But him doing that brought that team together. And when I saw that article this week with Najee Harris, validating what I was thinking, man, I just got excited because a coach has to be able to help his players be active in causes without it distracting from the field. And this team was locked and loaded and ready to go. So I, I really enjoyed that article. And then I want to say, like my guy that went before me, man, I have watched this A-Day game a hundred times, and we are locked and loaded. And it's not, it's not going to be because of Bryce so much. He's going, he knows the playbook. He knows the scheme. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get better. But, man, did you see that Ajayi Hall? He's got some Julio in him. He's got some Julio in him. Julio, Steve, that's what I – come on, man. He has that thing. And you put him up with Mechie, Slade going to do his thing. So now we're stuck there. I saw that our boy uh, Williams uh, entered into the, the portal. I understand it. Really wish him luck uh, wherever his destination is. But did you see that this, that defense? And did you see – Kool-Aid, did you see the lockdown? We now have three, I feel like we have three lockdown corners that will, will step forward, um, and that's not including our nickel, right? So that's not our nickels. That's just outside lockdown corners. It's a wrap for some teams. Now, I watched all these other spring games. Let me just say this, and I'll let you go. Spring games. Everybody is wonderful. Everyone has something to say about the championship because they're playing against themselves. What they have to remember is 
we already beat everybody that's on that other squad. So this new version of Alabama that we're putting out there, this team, I looked at our offensive line, second string, we too, we too deep strong in our offensive line, and that was without our key players playing. We're deep at defensive line. That was with a couple out. Linebacker court, Moody, get ready. It's going to happen again. So somebody better eat their Wheaties next season because Bama's coming, man. Anyway, that's all I got for you. Roll Tide. Appreciate the call there coming from Tobias Brookins. Appreciate that call right there on a Friday. Before we take a break here, got to get to a quick topic. And the quick topic is actually, you know, Ronald Williams Jr., as Tobias just mentioned there, uh, the young man has entered the uh, has entered his name into the transfer portal. Uh, Williams, the, uh, the JUCO, he's originally from Louisiana, but he did his JUCO at Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. He was on track to play this past season. Unfortunately, he fractured his arm during the last couple of weeks of fall camp to not get much time on the field at all. And just unfortunately, if I've said this once, I've said this a million times, Alabama, Nick Saban recruits nothing but studs at four different positions and those four spots, running back, wide receiver, defensive back, and linebacker. And a defensive back, you know, Kool-Aid McKinstry came in here. He's doing his thing. Christian Story's doing his thing. You got Marcus Banks, Brandon Turnage, all of these guys pushing, pushing, pushing. I mean, that doesn't even mention the guys coming in the summer with Kyrie Jackson, another JUCO, Devontae Smith, the corner from Ohio, uh, Kadarius Callaway, the corner from Mississippi. So Ronald Williams, unfortunately, saw kind of the riding on the wall there. I wish him the best wherever he goes, but that young man has entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal. But we take a break right now, folks. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we will be joined by a legend, former Alabama running back Bobby Humphrey. We'll be talking Tide football with us, and you'll hear from Mr. Humphrey right after this. know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. 
We're back in here, folks, from the break of a number one ticket here for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Friday. And before we go to the In My Own Words hotline to pick up our guests, got to shout out my man Spencer Revely one time, that $5 donation into the Super Chats. Appreciate the love there coming from Spencer, but right now we go over, folks, to grab a legend. We're talking about he's number four all-time in Bama history for rushing yards. He's number eight all-time in Bama history for rushing touchdowns. In 2004, he was inducted into the Alabama Sport, the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, and his son is the leading. He's the leader on the defense of the Baltimore Ravens. We bring in none other than Mr. Mr. Legend, Bobby Humphrey. How we feeling, my man? Welcome in. Man, we, man, we feeling good. How you been doing, Stephen? I cannot complain. I, I cannot complain. So happy to have you in here. So we're, so we're, we're going to talk football with you right now, my man. So, I mean, during your playing days in Alabama, of course, you played from 1985 to 88, and uh, the game was, of course, different then. Not much of a passing game then, but – when you look at just the backs on Alabama's roster right now in discussing Brian Robinson, Jace McClellan, Keenan Robinson, all of those guys, is there anybody on the roster right now that kind of puts you in the mind of the playing style that you had? Oh, wow. All those guys got different running styles. I think the one, on the, the one that really fits me in the mind is Najee Harris. Obviously, he's not on the roster now. Uh, but he would probably be the one. But all those other guys, man, they got great running styles and they got their own. And, uh, and oh, that's just great depth, man. I don't like I said, man. That's a great group of guys. Guys that's got a lot of, you know, explosiveness. And I'm telling you, man, you just can't go wrong with any of those guys. They all good. Can't go wrong with any of those guys. Absolutely. If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, we got former Alabama running back Bobby Humphrey on the line right now, played from 1985 to 88. Just a legend in every sense of the word, especially in the history books for the Crimson Tide. But, Bobby, as, as we look at now Bryce Young at quarterback, and I know you got a chance to watch uh, the spring game just w- – what impresses you about this young man's skill set as a sophomore? He is now the front man of an offense that's going to look to be highly explosive. What impressed you about Bryce Young in the A-Day game? I think the things that impressed me were things I think he, he has shown all, all along. For this explosiveness to be able to get out of the pocket and to be able to run. And uh, it looks like he's, he's kind of grabbing a little bit of hold to the offense a little bit. Uh but yeah, he has some. He throws for a lot of yards, and I tell you, he got some good receivers to throw to. But I tell you, the young man has got a bright future, and uh, uh, you know, uh, he, he he seems like he was delivering the ball pretty rapidly, pretty well. It's hard to tell exactly to give a true evaluation because you know you're talking about uh, a spring game, but not only you're talking about a spring game, you're talking about you know a little bit of vanilla offense, so. They won a whole lot thrown at him, but from what I showed, what they showed, he looks pretty good. 
Now, how much comfortable do you get as a player from year one to year two? Because I know for you, it had to have been more comfortable you being a running back in your sophomore season. Your freshman year, you want to go out there, dominate, have fun, do your thing, but there's so much information on your mind. So by your sophomore year, how much comfortable do you get as a player? And you get a lot more comfortable. I mean, going into the huddle with a little bit more confidence, knowing the offense, knowing what's expected of you. Uh, man, that second year is uh, it's, it's, it's really big. And uh, you ain't going to tell me that that guy, uh, any player for that matter, but Bryce Young going into his second year and, and you know, and getting a lot of steps and a lot of reps last year, don't feel a, a lot more comfortable with running that offense as he did when he, you know, last year. So, man, yeah, it, it's it's a big thing. It's, it's it's no different than freshman football in high school and varsity football the next year as a sophomore. And that's a big that's a big jump. So as we look at just. The- as we look at just this defense here, Bobby, and what's what's crazy about this defense is since 2018, a lot of people have said, well, the defense is taking a back seat. It's an offense league now. You can't have these defenses being as dominant as they once were. But then going back to the spring game, you had some guys on defense, especially young guys, running around the field, making plays, creating turnovers, sacking quarterbacks. So in the fourth year of Pete Golding, this is his third year as a defensive coordinator. How strong do you see this defense in the coming fall? Man, I, I just think, I think defensively, man, they're just, I don't mind, it's, they're loaded. Uh, I mean, with the players that I think the young players that they have that that are, that kind of played in the spring game with Kool-Aid and, and some of those guys, it, it just, Oh man! Oh my God! I I just can't wait to see them guys get it going in, in the regular season. They they're just unbelievable, man! How they how we have just consistently reloaded over the years uh, with the amount of players that we get in there. And, and I'm telling you, man, this defense is going to be the real deal. It's going to be the real deal. So 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 holding it right there on this defense being the real deal. Now, Bobby, your son Marlon played at Alabama. And Marlon grew into being a lockdown corner before getting drafted in the first round by the Ravens. Do you see a lockdown corner in this group? Mm, boy, that's hard to speculate right there. Uh, I think that could possibly be one in the group. Uh, you know, I, 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 I tell you what, Stephen, do me a favor. Tell me on probably about middle of the season next year, and I can give you a more definite answer that there. It's hard to tell, you know, what's going to happen when, when, when someone is under pressure and when they start to play and, and, and live. And then I can give you a better – I can give you a better answer on that one right there now because when you're talking about a lockdown corner, you're talking about, you know, uh, guys that are that are <laughs> the elite of the elite. You're talking about – guys that are, have been first rounders that they, those guys consider lockdown corner so i can't say as of this moment we have a lockdown corner that's a sure first round pick but i'm not saying that that's one not there i'm just saying i don't know who that person is
Good point. Good point right there. So we will we will reserve that question until the middle part of the upcoming season. If you're just joining us here on the show. Have me back on then, correct? I will. I will have you back on. So you'll so you be able to break that down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, all we, your we callers that's listening, remember, we're going to be back on talking about lockdown corners. <laughs> we're we going to be back on here talking about lockdown corners. If you're just tuning in, folks, we got Bobby Humphrey, former Alabama running back, big time legend here on the In My Own Words Hotline talking Crimson Tide football. But we will switch here. From defense, from defensive backs and defense to wide receivers. And uh, there were a bunch of young guys that showed out in the spring game, Bobby, including uh, Ajay Hall, the freshman, number 17, and number 11, Trayshawn Holden, a second-year player. I mean, the depth at wide receiver is, is, is a big thing also. Who, who caught your eye in the spring game at wide receiver? And after John Mechie, who do you kind of see really stepping up there? <laughs> Steven, man, you asking some real tough questions, man. God almighty, that, that's hard to answer, man. A lot of those guys played extremely well. Uh, oh, my God. It's, it's, it's hard as a former coach and player to be able to evaluate based off a of spring game. But I'm telling you, man, it just looked like, in my opinion, Alabama just regrouped at the receiver position. It's almost like the way we've been consistently with great backs over the years, over the years, year after year, next after year. I mean, I, I, those guys as a combination, as a group, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to defend us. I can, I can very well see, you know uh, – <laughs> I can very rarely see a couple of those guys, you know, catching a ton of balls and going for and and, 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 and stacking up a ton of yards. I, I just don't see the I just don't see the explosiveness of the offense slowing down with those guys at receivers. I just don't see it. He's Bobby Humphrey, ladies and gentlemen, joining us live here on the show. Played for the University of Alabama from 1985 to 88. We're talking about number four all-time for career rushing yards, number eight all-time for career rushing touchdowns, 2004 Alabama Sports Hall of Fame inductee. My man, we appreciate you coming on, spending some time here with us, talking some Crimson Tide football. You stay safe, take care of yourself, be good, and tell Marlon to keep doing this thing in the NFL. All right, we'll do, man. I'm going to try to get Marlon on the show. I'm going to try to hook that up for you. Hey, appreciate that, man. Thank you. You know what? Let's make that happen. Appreciate that. All right, then. Take care, Steve. Absolutely. Bobby Humphrey, great, great, great guy right there. Huge legend played for the University of Alabama. And, and I, I know I kind of asked him some tough questions there, but I, I, I seriously am excited about who can be the lockdown corner or the lockup corner this wide receiver room, who could be the guy that really breaks out? I mean, Asia Hall was a, was a stud in the spring game. Trayshawn holding some big-time things. It's just, if you're an Alabama fan right now, you got to be just overly excited about what's to come with what Ben O'Brien can do with this offense. And then Pete Golding defensively, everything is stacked up for him to make that jump from being – a decent or okay coordinator to being maybe an elite coordinator. Like, like the pieces are there, the opportunity is there, the building blocks are in place for him to do this, and I'm looking forward to seeing him take 
that next step. But we go to a break right now. Don't touch that dial. Still getting this started here on the show. Upon our return, we jump back into a conversation with you, the Alabama football fans, right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're back into the action here, folks, on a Friday TGIF edition of the show. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we go to the phone lines to take your calls, got some super chats to break down here. How about Tobias Brookins? He said he was going to drop a stack in there. Tobias Brookins, that $50 donation coming from him. And then we got Roll Tide and Rise Up. What's that? $25 from Roll Tide and Rise Up. The super chat goal of $75 has been met, fans. Give yourselves a hand for the outstanding job that you have done helping us out here on this show, but call segment is brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That is number to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And we take a call here from Spencer Revely. Spencer, my man, what's going on? Good to talk to you again, Stephen M. First of all, I want to start off thanking uh, Mr. Bobby Humphrey. Thank him for everything he did at the University of Alabama. That man had me doing a lot of adult beverages, running through the living room, running through the recliners, just trying to act like him on the field. Bobby Humphrey, legend uh, in every sense of the word, not not just for the accolades on the field, but also as, as, as a family man, raised five outstanding children. One, of course, Marlon Humphrey followed in his footsteps, played cornerback, played at cornerback here and now, doing big things in the NFL. So, Bobby Humphrey, a true renaissance man. That is so true, sir, and I want to thank him so much. But uh, getting back to the topic of hand you led the show off with, talking about Bryce Young getting a Heisman Trophy, I will take a Natty Trophy any day of the week and three times on Sunday over a Heisman Trophy. I'm going to feed off of Willie here a little bit on his uh, post. I would rather have... Bryce just play within himself and not be a hero 
because being a hero that Tua tried to be is what got him hurt so much. What do you think? That's a fair point. That, that That's a very fair point. I mean, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, you know, could have had, you know, a Heisman. I, I think the one thing that was always on Tua's mind, he wanted the big play so much that he would sacrifice everything to get it, and that includes his body. And, you know, Tua – could have been a bit more protective of himself. So that's a fair point, absolutely. Well, thank you, sir, and thank TDA. Thank you for everything you do. I do enjoy everything you do on all the different channels. You even make Fine Bob look good every once in a while. <laughs> Appreciate it, Spencer. Appreciate it, my man. That's our own Spencer Revley calling into the show here on a Friday. And like Spencer mentioned, I mean uh, – Tua could have won the Heisman Trophy. He very well could have, especially in the first year as a starter, 2018, where I think he had 43 touchdown passes to six picks. But like I mentioned, he wanted the big play so badly that he was willing to risk getting his ankle hurt, getting his knee hurt, getting different parts of his body hurt. And, of course, we saw 2019 where the hip was concerned against Mississippi State. So definitely you want to see Bryce Young play well, you want to see him excel and exceed and go above and beyond, but also you want to see him protect his body. You want to see him not put too much on himself. So absolutely, I do understand the viewpoint there coming from our own Spencer Revley calling in and also Willie 351 dropping that nugget there in the chat line. But as you guys are continuing to get your thoughts in on the show, 205-448-1358, that is number to dial right there. How about this? Um... Next week is the NFL draft, right? And uh, Alabama is trying to tie the record for most first-round picks in the in the uh, in the venue that being the draft. So the Miami Hurricanes, the two uh, the, the Miami Hurricanes in the 2004 draft have the most players selected in the first round, that being six, including three in the top 15. When you discuss Sean Taylor, God rest his soul, Jonathan Vilma, and Kellen Winslow the second. So for Alabama, can it tie that record? Can it get six guys in the first round next week of a draft starting off on Thursday night in Cleveland, Ohio? Now, most draft pundits, they have Bama getting in four guys. Some have Bama getting in five. Me personally, Bama can get six in here. Now, it'll all depend on or it'll all be determined by where does Najee Harris and Christian Barmore fall? I think it comes down to those two because Mac Jones is going first round, Devontae Smith's going, Jalen Waddle's going, and Patrick Sertan is going. Those four just by themselves can go in the top ten and, and more than likely will go in the top ten. So it depends on where does Najee Harris go? You have Miami Dolphin fans and Pittsburgh Steelers fans. They're fighting each other to the death on Twitter to figure out who takes Najee. Miami fans saying, oh, we got Najee. Pittsburgh fans going, no cap, bro, we got Najee. Like, it's a fight between which organization is going to get Harris. The Dolphins have a number 18 overall pick. The Steelers have a number 24 overall pick. And then you look at uh, Christian Barmore, of whom – I would like to see him go number 22 overall to the Tennessee Titans just due to Tennessee finished with 19 sacks a season ago. That was 30th in the league toward the bottom, so not the greatest pass rush in the world from the Titans, and it could really use a bar more. But 
after crunching some numbers, the New York Giants have the number 11 overall pick, and it actually has defensive end or edge rusher listed as a need on the board. And the Giants had 40 sacks this past season, which was toward the middle of the pack right there. So do the Giants make a move to get Barmore? They could. We'll like to see the Titans make that move, though. So Alabama, to me, the pundancy, four guys at the most, possibly five, I actually see six. I think Alabama can tie the 2004 Miami Hurricane team. It just comes down to where does Najee Harris fall? Where does Christian Barmore fall? If both of those two can clock it as first-round picks, put it on the board, my, uh, Alabama would tie the NFL draft record for most first-round picks. But we take another break here on the show. Don't touch that down, folks, because upon our return, I give my reaction to all of his criticism going toward Devontae Smith with his plain way getting unveiled and this criticism toward Najee Harris about, well, you know, you, you, don't, pick a, you don't pick a running back in the first round. You don't do it. You're making a big mistake, big mistake, big mistake, taking a running back in the first round. I give my reaction to all of this nonsense right after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. As we are back into the action here, folks, from the break, over number one ticket for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate everybody tuning into the show on this evening. And before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you first and foremost of MyBookie.ag. That is MyBookie.ag, sponsor here to TDA. And if you're feeling lucky, you're feeling fortunate, you feel like you got the swag, the sauce, the drip, the skills to pay the bills when it comes to wagering on these football games, check out our guys at MyBookie.ag. You make the right play, sign up today, and when you do, you use the promo code TDAlabama to get that deposit matched halfway all the way up to a 1000 bucks. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Check them out right now at MyBookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag. Also, got to remind you guys of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. So for all of you fans overjoyed by the Ties National Championship, we want you to collect our championship. Uh, we want you to get our championship collection merch. Now, that means you get you, you grab you an 18 of them things, folk, T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts. Designs that features all 18 championship years on the back. You head on over 
to TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. And you go have a Championship Collections merch tab. Copy those shirts and that gear today. Show them that support for Coach Saban. University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As I mentioned in the uh, little topic there during the call segment, the NFL draft starts next week, next Thursday night in Cleveland, Ohio. And people, you you got folks freaking out here for no reason, apparently, because Devontae Smith's plane weight was revealed on this week, and it came out to be that he's 166 pounds. And you got folks going, oh, my gosh, he's a twig. Jesus, 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 musty, 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 baby. If he get hit by that corner, will he be able to get up? Oh, Lord, if that safety hit him. Oh, God. Oh, that safety hit him. Oh, will he be able to live? Will he be able to live? Oh, that linebacker hit Smitty. Oh, dear Lord, Mercy. Will he be able to get up? I don't think he doable. I don't think he doable. Oh, he 166 pounds. Lord, no. Calm down, people. Calm down. Don't pay this madness no attention. I mean, it seems like we're putting more emphasis on the young man's weight than his play, his production, his effort, his dominance on the field. I mean, I have never seen so many NFL players and former players come out in defense of Devontae Smith. I mean, Chad Johnson's coming out in defense. Cornelius Biscuit Bennett, you know, former Alabama linebacker and a legend himself, he comes out in defense. I mean, A.J. Brown, who's playing in the league right now for the Tennessee Titans, he comes out in defense. Just so many people are like, really? Really? You're putting all the emphasis on Smith's weight, but you're not putting no stock in the tape that actually matters. You're putting no stock in all of the defensive backs that he completely abused and treated like motherless children. You're putting no stock in what this brother did on the field of play, which actually matters. I mean, John, John, I'm saying this right now, John, and take this note right, take this note down, John. I'm saying this right now. I can see five NFL teams. I can see five NFL general managers right now that will overthink the room on draft night. They know what they, they they will know what they need. They will know who they should get, but out of fear of listening to all of these draft pundits, especially where Devontae Smith is concerned, I can see five NFL teams passing on Smitty because they think, oh man, the weight, oh the weight, oh 166 pounds, oh that's too small, oh holy crap, oh we, we, we can't do it, we, we, we can't draft this guy. And then the divisional rival of these teams, one of the divisional rivals will draft Devontae Smith, she will kill and utterly destroy the team that passed up on him because that division rival will have to play that team two, at least two times a year, if not you know, more. And then the owner of that particular team uh, will look at the coach and the GM in question and be like, what the heck did y'all do? Did you not watch the tape? But, 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 but sir, he was too small. Bump his size. He killing us. Do you not see this? This brother getting bags. He getting buckets. He's going TVs. Like this brother just put up 15K 
catches for 300 yards and five touchdowns on our head every single time. Was he not high on our board? Was he not the number one guy on our board? Yes, sir, he was, but his forget his size. Was he not on our board? I, I can see folks literally losing their job over this right now because people are putting so much unnecessary stock into the size versus what he did on the field, how he obliterated opposing defenses, and how he just made play after play after play after play. I, I, I hope it doesn't happen. But keep your eyes on some of these GMs and some of these coaches in this draft. There are going to be a few that overthink the room, and because of fear of his size coming up on the screen and different sites getting his revealed size, they're going to say, well, let's pass up on him. They do that. Be the worst mistake you will make in this upcoming draft next week. But along with that, you look at one Najee Harris, and uh, Najee Harris was on ESPN's first take uh, this week talking with Mo- talking with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman and Molly Corm about why you know, he deserves to be the uh, you know, first-round pick at the running back position. And while you know, Najee's talking, here comes Mel Kuyper Jr., NFL draft expert Mel Kuyper Jr. on Get Up with Mike, Bur- with Mike Greenberg so Greeny basically says, hey, I got Najee, I got uh, Travis Etienne, and I've got Javante Williams of, uh, of North Carolina. You know, all three of these guys will be first-round backs. What do you think? And here comes Mel Kuyper going, I wouldn't take a running back in the first round. I mean, I, I just don't get it. History shows us you don't take a running back you know, in the, in the first round. You can get those guys in the second round. I mean, is Najee, is Najee Harris and those guys better than Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbins that, went, that got drafted last year? No, they're not better than those guys. And those guys were great backs. Those guys had great rookie seasons. Those guys were just drafted in the second round. Najee Harris and his team and his class they're not better than the guys that got drafted last year. You don't, you don't. If you take a running back in the first round, you're making a big mistake, big mistake, big mistake. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you telling me that Najee Harris is not worthy of a first round flyer? Are you kidding me? I mean, I understand. Jonathan Taylor was a special back at Wisconsin, but the reason why he was special, Wisconsin didn't have a quarterback worth the darn. They, they, they couldn't throw the football. They had to pound, 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 pound Jonathan Taylor. Now, and, and okay, J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift, they were good, but Najee Harris is the best overall prospect of all, of all three of those guys. He had to share the ball with Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Mac Jones, other backs, and four aces at wide receiver when you talk Judy, Ruggs, Smitty, and Waddle, among other guys. And Najee still got his. As a running back and as a receiver, the promise still got his. At 6'2", 230 pounds, people say, He's a bruiser. He's a bell cow. They try to pigeonhole him. You can't pigeonhole Najee. And I feel like that's the reason why he's a first-round pick. You can't pigeonhole him. He's, got, he's built 
like a middle linebacker, but he's got the power to run through you in between the tackles, truck you over, but he's got the ability to bounce plays outside with his speed, then he's got the athleticism to stiff arm you, hurdle you, juke move you, spin off you, and not to mention his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and run routes as a receiver. We're talking about the last two years, 70 catches, 729 yards, and 11 touchdowns. That's more than what Jonathan Taylor put in. That's more than what J.K. Dobbins put in. That's more than what DeAndre Swift put in. And you're telling me that Najee Harris is not worth the first-round flyer? Get out of here with that nonsense. He's worth the first-round flyer, people. You can't pigeonhole this man. You can't pigeonhole this man. He can do it all. He fits the modern-day back. He is Alvin Kamara. He is Christian McCaffrey. He is Dalvin Cook. He is the modern-day back. If you miss on Najee Harris, you do this at your own peril. If you pass on Devontae Smith, you do it at your own peril. I'm just going to say this. If you do it, you may risk losing your job as a GM or a coach because if your division rival gets one of these two guys, they will smoke you with both of those two guys. And that's just my point right there. But as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. The good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll be back on Monday continuing your coverage here of Crimson Tide football. As always, Bama Nation, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description if you're trying to copy the print edition of the magazine, which is uh, coming soon, really soon here. You can get that by going to touchdownalabama.com. Uh, click join, become a subscriber today to get the, uh, the print magazine. And also, if you're trying to copy that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry from we own to fourthquarter.com, that link in the description also. But until next time, folks, husbands love you, wives. Wives appreciate, value those husbands, children, the weekend in the building. Continue to do the right thing, the fun thing, the smart thing, the legitimate thing to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, spending my own words.